Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He's like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot Z-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed. Now it's brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Bob Stoffer joined by Cody Jansen. Is uh, Brendan Escott still on the DL? Uh, shortly he should be returning to the lineup. Uh, coming up on today's show, in about two minutes' time, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, Ken Holland, he just wrapped up his end-of-the-year availability Um with the Edmonton Media, but we've got them here one-on-one coming up at 12.10 on today's edition of Orders Now. It is a Tuesday. That means Mark Spector will join us. Star for Inspector 4, the horses in horse racing Alberta, the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry. A reminder, limited seating out at Century Mile where they race live Friday and Sundays. You can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Uh, uh, today's top story for Grey Rock Exteriors, 
Mother Nature wreaks havoc on your home. Book your free no-obligation inspection today. Visit grayrockexteriors.ca. Uh, this is the day that Ken Holland talks, sort of the end-of-the-year uh, availability, uh, one that came, unfortunately, for the Edmonton Oilers a little bit early. Now, you can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. On top of Ken Holland, as well as Mark Spector, uh, we'll do our second-round playoff predictions, or I guess second round, but first round of the playoffs. after the qualifiers, uh, Brendan will join us along with Reed Wilkins, my play-by-play partner, Jack Michaels. None of us were particularly awe-inspiring in the opening round, uh, which is what happens when everybody took Edmonton to beat Chicago and everybody took uh, Pittsburgh to beat Montreal. Some very interesting comments, by the way, out of Pittsburgh. Without further ado, we're going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. River Cree back up and at them with over 1,350 slot machines and multiple dining options, including the brand-new Italia, the River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. Our head today for touchback safety, a family business taking care of your family during uncertain times. Training sessions still readily available. For the 17th time this season, we are joined by Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. The first thing I'd like to say, Ken, thank you uh, for uh, graciously giving us the amount of time that you did uh, during the course of the season. It's much appreciated. Uh, it's been a couple days now. How you doing? Uh, disappointed. I wish we were playing the St. Louis tonight in game one. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, with a guy that's got your experience, uh, you know, you've been a part of four Stanley Cup championship teams, but that also means that you didn't win uh, in numerous years. Um, So you've got, you know, you've got that experience coming over from Detroit. Um, This is your first uh, full year, kind of a full year with Edmonton. And because of the circumstances, because we didn't play for four plus months, because maybe the expectations weren't there with the Oilers at the start of the year, is it? Uh, How challenging is it to assess the overall breadth of the season that the Edmonton Oilers just had, Ken? Uh, well, I think it's tough for everybody. I, you know, I, obviously Chicago, they didn't they didn't play from, from the middle of March either, and they uh, they found a way to uh, to be ready for Game One. I, I didn't think we were ready to go in Game One. We're down four one after ten minutes into into Game One, um, and I and then I thought we got engaged, but 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 you're down one nothing before you're really getting in. You're getting engaged, so sir, I guess I would say to you bob i'm gonna you know, obviously put a lot of weight on the, the first uh, seven to the 70 game regular season but i'm also uh, certainly when you get to play chicago head-to-head in a playoff series a team that's uh, got three stanley cups not that far far long ago um and veteran guys really stepped up it was uh, it was a, it was a good opportunity to assess our players and our team um against a real you know battle-tested uh, playoff team that uh, you know they they knocked us out. We uh, we weren't quite good enough. Um, fair to say, it just wasn't one thing. It was a combination of factors ultimately against Chicago. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I think. I think you. You, you think you'd be dead right, right on that. I, you know, I, you know, as I analyzed the series, you know, I, I, for whatever reason, we thought we were ready to go. We we, we had a good two weeks of phase three. Uh, guys came in in good spirits. Uh, uh, Dave Tippett uh, made sure every day we practiced uh, or had a scrimmage every after, you know, starting the first day on July 15th or whatever. With the first couple of days, it was a 20-minute scrimmage, and then it went to 30, and then 40, and we had a couple of scrimmages. Then we played the we played uh, we played Calgary. I thought we played good uh, the first two periods, and against Calgary, got a lead, and and they. Uh, 
and they pushed in the third. We we uh, we hung on. We felt we were ready. We felt we were ready to go. And and I think um, you know, I, obviously we weren't. We were down four one. You know, we got the one nothing lead. We scored on the power play. I think early to go up one nothing, and then in the next seven eight minutes, they 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 scored four goals. And you know, you're trying to get back in, but the reality is when you're down four one and. I think it got to be 5-1. You're chasing the game. I thought we had a great response in game two um, and played real well. And I, game, three and game three, we're up by two, by a goal with six minutes to go. And you know, I think they had eight shots on goal the entire third period. So it's not like we were under siege. They just, we made a couple of mistakes and, and, and they uh, they capitalized. But that's playoff hockey. That's you got to find a way to, 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 to nurse the lead to the finish line. We, 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 weren't, we weren't able to do that. And I thought game four, we, again, we, I thought we were a little, I didn't think we had a great start. We got down 2-1 in the first period. And I thought we played good the last two periods. But when you're, you're, you're now put yourself in a position where if things don't go exactly your way, you're out. And, and we were out. So I thought we did some good things. But at the end of the day, we made too many little mistakes. They capitalized on them. We didn't capitalize on their mistakes. Like they capitalized on, on our mistakes. I thought we took too many undisciplined penalties in one of the games, um, and uh, it, it all adds up to we're out. All right, Ken. Uh, points percentage went from twenty fifth to twelfth. Goals against twentieth to fourteenth. Uh, goals or sorry, goals twentieth to fourteenth. Goals against twenty fifth to fifteenth. You went, you went from ninth to first in the power play, 30th to second on the PK, 27th to 14th on the save percentage. Those are all great numbers. They show improvement. You basically had the same shots for, shots against as last season. So the improvement this year, was it a byproduct of, uh, you know, mostly special teams, maybe a little bit better save percentage, and conversely, um, you know, do you need to improve, uh, in your opinion, the transition that you have from the back end, um, and maybe fill out some depth so that you can have better five-on-five play? Is that a is that a fair assessment based on uh, that was maybe reinforced in the series against Chicago? Yeah, I, I think I think you've got I think you've you've nailed it. Um, you now, sometimes easier said than done. I think you know I. I you know, when I came here, Bob, you know, a year ago, and we, 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 we you know, there's, there was a lot of good young defensemen. Well, one of them made the team, Ethan Bear, and I thought, you know, by November, Caleb Jones uh, came up, and when, when, when Clef got hurt for, for, for nine, ten games in February, he stepped in and played 20 minutes. We signed uh, Caleb to a two-year deal at 8.50 a year. You know, he played uh, played a, a couple of games in the playoffs. So, you know, we, we've got we've got some young kids. You know, they're what 21 and 22, or 22 years old each. The same draft, so they're 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 they're, they're young. They're, I'd like to think that you know the, the more you start to get 100 games, 100. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. NHL games, 150 NHL games, you can start to take it up a little bit. So they, they need to get another year under their belt. Um, you know, so we've got, we've got to push from, 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 from some young kids. Um, you know, I think that the, the, the goals against probably had a lot to do with our penalty killing. 
Um, you know, was it personnel? Was it the coaching staff? Was it a combination thereof? But certainly special teams are, are, are always key. And we were first and second in the power play and the penalty killing. So, um, so, so, so certainly we're going to, I'm going to evaluate everything. We got to figure out ways to get a little bit better in a number of areas. Okay. Uh, at times, uh, you know, the orders moved out Jeff Petrie and Justin Schultz. And I would say in Justin's case, you know, he had a very compelling case from a, uh, arbitration uh, perspective at that time. Um, and there was half the fans thought Petrie needed to go the other. But anyways, the point I'm making, those guys weren't even at 300 games. Do we need to be cautious? at times uh, of pushing defensemen out of organizations at 300 or 350 games. I mean, you got Clefbaum and Nurse. Those guys are legitimate top four NHL defensemen. You just don't turn around and have a disappointing playoff. I, I guess what I'm saying is you can't necessarily overreact in a negative way, can you, when you've still got defensemen that are twenty, you know, 23, 26, 27 years of age. Well, this is my philosophy. I don't know if it's right or it's wrong, but it's, you got to have a philosophy. And here's my my philosophy is on continuity and 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 and, and patience. And you, but you got to have change. You need change to to make better. So, but you can't just wheel like we wheeled a lot of bodies in here last. Like you can't just every year wheel six and seven, eight bodies out. Wheel in six and seven, eight bodies, and the next summer wheel out six and seven and wheel in, and think that you're going to build anything. You know, that's, you know, I would give you a couple of examples. It's the reason that we re-signed the Gaitahas and, and, and Nygaard. Uh, one, Nygaard had three goals and, 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 and Haas had five. But, but, you know, they're 26, 27 years old. Like, they both can skate in a league where you need, need to skate. They both work. And we're hoping that starting on day one of training camp next year, they have a better understanding of the National Hockey League and our coaching staff has a better understanding of what they can contribute. And we need, so, do, but do we need some change? Yeah, we need some change, but, but you, we also have to have some continuity in order to, to, to build, to, to build something. So, um, am I going to look at our defense? Yeah, but, uh, I'm going to look at our group of forwards. Yeah. And then you got to factor in, can you do a deal to make your team different or better? Because defensemen are at a premium in the National Hockey League, we've got we've got we've got some uh, good pros back there, and they're they're all under the age of thirty. So I want to make sure that we're not just just uh, reacting to a four game series in the middle of August. Are you confident on the long term potential in Bouchard and Broberg, and that you can maybe grow your defense out organically? Well, yeah, I would say to you. Um, you know, I'm big on resume. I mean, you look at, you know, Bouchard was a guy that went tenth overall and deserved to be tenth overall, and and then and then uh, you know this year in the American League uh, was having a, a good year offensively. He he's a puck mover. He can run a he can he can he runs the power play. He's learning to defend. He's learning to, to defend, and I think he he made he made progress on that. So we're going to give. We talked to him uh, Saturday night or Saturday morning. Tip and I. It's it's an important time here now in August, September, and and and, and October where you hit the gym, get stronger, and get mentally prepared to come to training camp and take somebody's job. That's what a young player has to do, take somebody's job. Broberg uh, came over, and I think it was a great experience for him to be here for three weeks to practice every day, to see the NHL players, to go into the hub. He's going to go back now, Sheleftia in Sweden. They, they, they started training camp a week ago, so he goes right right into training camp with Sheleftia, and they're starting to play some preseason games here down the road. So, yes, I think that those two young defensemen uh, – 
um, will be Edmonton Oilers. Um, when? I, that that I don't know. I, obviously, Bouchard will probably be here before Broberg because uh, he's, a, he's a little older and he's, he's in North America where Broberg's in, in Europe. But certainly, I think in the next couple of years, I'd like to think that both those guys are going to be on our defense. Ken Holland is our guest for Touchback Safety, a family business taking care of your family during uncertain times. Training sessions still readily available. Uh, Bob Stoffer with you. Ken, you got uh, three restricted free agents. Ethan Bear, who does not have arbitration rights, um, and we saw what Anthony D'Angelo got last year, uh, which is not to say he wouldn't get a long-term deal, just the cap is, you know, it's it's a flat cap at 81.5. Flat cap at 81.5. Does that change the complexion a bit for a guy like Andreas Athanasiou or Matt Benning, who are both restricted free agents? Yes, it, change, it changes. It, it, I think it changes for everybody. I think anybody that's uh, in, uh, you know, we're we're one of I don't know, we're one of probably twenty teams that uh, that that are probably the cap is going to have a real effect. There's, I mean, maybe twenty four teams. There's there's five, six, seven teams that are going to have lots of cap space, and and it's not going to have any effect. But there's this this flat cap is going to have a real effect on decisions that we make here over the next two months. Tyler Ennis, uh, I know you spoke to the media already, but can, for the listeners right now, can you update the uh, the nature of his injury for us? Uh, he fractured his leg. He kind of caught his leg there. In a, in a, when, when Doc went to hit him, he caught his leg in a rut and got twisted. I'm, glad, I'm happy it wasn't his knee. He's, he's got a fractured leg, and he got he has some... Uh, uh, some ligament damage uh, in, his, in his ankle, but uh, the doctor feels that in the next couple of months he should be um, uh, well healed. All right, he's a UFA. Mike Smith is a UFA. In Ennis's case, uh, with there, I mean, he looked like you could move him around a bit in the lineup, and he seemed to be able to have the ability to read and react with good players. Is he a guy that you guys would contemplate bringing back? Yeah, we we liked him. You know, everything's everything's cost related. Now, certainly, he's, he's coming off a one year deal at eight hundred. He signed a, a one year deal at eight hundred in Ottawa. He went out this year. Now, between Ottawa and us, he scored sixteen goals and had about thirty five, what thirty eight points. So, you know, I uh, do we have interest in him coming back? Yes. Again, obviously, everything's uh, everything's cost related. But we liked him. He uh, plays hard. He can skate. He's got some hockey sense. I mean, obviously, he went up in a line with Lee on there and. And uh, did a nice job. He seems to be a guy that can move around the, around the lineup, and uh, seems to be very popular with uh, with with his teammates. So yes, we do have some interest. Uh, Mike's. I mean, you're going to need another goaltender no matter what. You've only got one under contract. Uh, could you possibly also, on top of who's ever going to be there with Koskinen, would you also look at signing uh, a veteran goaltender for the American Hockey League? Because at times there were some tough times down on the farm for Jay uh, Woodcroft this year. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm going to talk to Dave Tippett, Dustin Schwartz, our goalie coach, and to make a decision on Mike Smith. And what? But Smitty's 38, but I thought he played. I thought Smitty played great out of the gate, and probably had a little bit of a lull in December, and come out of the Christmas like an old, you know, like an old pro. He he, he, he gathered his game up, and he played great for us in in January, February, and March until we. Until we got we got eliminated, so uh, I thought our goaltending over the seventy games was a strength. I thought they were a good tandem, Koski and Smitty. So, got to make a decision on Smitty and talk to his agent and see what he's thinking. And certainly, we do have to get another goaltender, whether it's Mike Smith or somebody else. And then, yeah, we do have uh, have we have had conversations. Uh, doesn't look like we'll re-sign Strett and. Uh, that uh, we will we'll, we'll, we'll probably look at uh, signing another goalie goalie for um, for Bakersfield. Nothing new on the Pulley RV front at this time. 
No, not much. You know, we we talked back and forth, uh, like, you know, over the last week or ten days. Uh, like a couple of weeks ago, we haven't. It's gone quiet the last week. We were playing the Chicago series, and I'm, yeah. I think he just he just signed with the finished team. So we'll see where it goes. All right, uh, Ken. Look, I'd like to thank you for all the time you gave us during the course of the season, and uh, hope you get a little bit of uh, downtime here before the calm hits the uh, or before uh, the storm starts up again. Thank you very much. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Ken Holland. He is the president and general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. He's our Oilers now headliner. Straight into NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com. Uh, four series get underway today. And uh, Calgary and Dallas. It's going to be a very interesting one that the Flames are completely capable of playing. I don't even know if we got an update yet on the status of Sagan and Bishop. Uh, Chicago and Vegas. I know Chicago beat the Oilers. Uh, I didn't underestimate Chicago against Edmonton, but Vegas has got not one but two goaltenders that are better than Corey Crawford. I'll be, I'd be surprised if that series went uh, more than five games. Uh, Columbus and Tampa are about to get started. Do we have an update yet at this time on Hedman and Stamkos? Uh, they're about an hour out from playing that game in Carolina and Boston later tonight, and that is a tough matchup for the Bruins, who have not played very well. We will head off. That, again, is NHL Today. For Drew Shamahorn and his staff at Elite Promotion, Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist, head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com. We're going to marry the breaks. It's 1226 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with uh, Eileen Bell. And when we come back, we're going to bring aboard Sportsnet spec Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing Alberta. You're listening to Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.